1: I Hi, Emirates. I'm going to share something with you. Not a lot of people would. Uh, so if, if you watch this on the video stream, you see at my head. I sort of like you know, it's like that. Like you know, the end of the week, I'm like, oh god. Like my head. I'm rubbing my forehead. You know, what I mean? it's like the, you know, it's like oh boy, I could use a drink. Although I'm not going to have one because we're ready to rock and roll college football. And we're going to be on live with Scotty Farrell on Sunday. But as I went back, I'm going to be honest, Matthias. Uh, I have only shaved, like I've shaved my face and the side of my head. I haven't shaved the back of my head (laughs) because I I didn't have time. It's been a couple of days in a row where it's like, oh man, I gotta shave before the TV show, man, right? And I start and I look, I'm like, man, I'm on in like three minutes, right? (laughs) I'm shaving (laughs) and I'm like, I don't have time to do the back, right? So. You know, I got a everything I side to decide. I'm like, all right, no one's gonna see the back anyways. It's like one of those deals, right? Where you you don't need to be wearing pants so no one's gonna see the back. But the problem is, bro, it's been a couple of times, man, where I've gone out and stuff. Like I wanted to get a pizza the other night, right? There's a couple of hot girls standing in, and i realized i'm standing there like an idiot would have my head shaved <laughs> like i got the front the back it's not a good fashion statement it's not deliberate so now every time i've been going out it's been for like two three days like this i told you this week is flown by man all right so that's what it's come to i've only been shaving where you can see me <laughs> and i went out early i was like oh, yeah, i gotta put a hat on like i look like a serial killer i'm walking around a hat pulled all low so in case you're wondering, bald people can have uh, bad hair days, too. Because uh, I'm bald, but it'll still come back a little bit, right, you, you know, and there's nothing worse than that. If you're bald, you gotta be bald. You gotta go like the Jordan Q-ball look. Can't, can't, you know, you can't. If you're bald, you gotta stay on top of it. Or you gotta wear a hood. So I, that's yeah. I was wearing a hoodie for the last two days when I went out. I'm in my lobby and stuff, getting my mail. There's all these people around. I got the hood up and stuff with a hat, like you can't see. I like to I like to lay low. Uh, I, I, I like to lay low. All right, so yeah, we got Rob Vino going to be stepping up and, in and uh, kicking it uh, with us. So as far as the NFL is concerned, I like the cart. I'm going to do a video. We're going to post it on our Twitter Sports Grid will Post it. Uh, we got the Washington Commanders and the Detroit Lions first game in a rotation. First time in two years the Lions have been favorites. Dan Campbell's never been a favorite before. He wasn't there the last time there were favorites. Matt Patricia uh, was the coach, and they evidently lost that game uh, for the record. Um, I don't trust them. I'd like to trust them. I want to trust them. I can't trust them. Like, I want to bet on the Lions. If I do, it's just out of fandom, even though I'm a Bills fan, but I got a soft spot in my heart for the Lions. Put the Lions in a teaser, because if they lose, they're not going to get blown out. They're going to lose in heartbreaking fashion. The Lions are 11. They were 11 and six last year. ATS. They covered last week because they backdoored it. They don't quit. They can put points up on the board. The best bet in this game is the over. Take the over 48 and a half. I've got nothing for you for the Jets and the Browns. I don't care about that game. I hope the Jets win somehow because I got a win total with the Browns to the under. But I'm not panicking about that because the Browns have been playing bad teams, and uh, the schedule gets tougher in a couple of weeks. Let's do this thing. It's the Friday Night Freak Show. I am Gabriel Moranzi. SiriusXM XM Channel 159 on the Sports Grid Radio Network. It's the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. The 50,000-watt juggernaut. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates that are still kicking it with us in the late night hours. Rob Vino is going to step up and in from Philadelphia. We're going to talk NFL football. We're going to talk college football. We've been pretty college-heavy tonight. Uh, but we're, you know, we're going to get to the NFL. And speaking of the NFL, I'll throw it at you right now. The Detroit Lions have been uh, their favorite for the first time in two years. I don't want any part of that. I love betting on the Detroit Lions when we're getting points. They're not getting points. Dan Campbell's never been a favorite before in his uh, career. What I will bet in this football game is the over. 48-and-a-half. Expect both teams to go up and down the field. This game's going to be a track meet. It's going to be a shootout. The New York Jets and the Cleveland Browns. Next, that's as much as I'm going to talk about that football game. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New Orleans Saints. The Saints are getting two and a half points or seven and one against the spread in their last eight games against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Alvin Kamara is now questionable game time decision type of deal. Chris Godwin is out. You know, Smash Mouth football game should be a lower-scoring football game than I think New Orleans will find a way to win. Tampa is a very beat-up team right now. New York Giants and the Carolina Panthers. Baker Mayfield and the Panthers roll in the MetLife Stadium uh, in East Rutherford, New Jersey. The New York Giants have zero home field advantage over the years, but I think it's different. There's a new boss in town, and his name is Brian Dable, and we saw that last week in Tennessee. I think the New York Giants are going to win this football game. Give me the New York Giants. On the money line at minus 126. The Patriots and the Steelers. Complete toss-up. I lean Pittsburgh. Don't see any enough value to pull the trigger. Now that New England is minus two and a half, I could live with the Pittsburgh Steelers on a teaser up to nine and a half. One of the best bets of the week to me. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, AEW wrestling style. The Indianapolis Colts haven't won in Jacksonville since 2014. They're 0-7 straight up and ATS their last seven trips to northern Florida. Give me the Jacksonville Jaguars plus three and a half points. Give me the Miami Dolphins plus three and a half points. So everybody bitches and talks about Tua. All they do is win football games. All this whining, I would have thought that they actually lost. And they're like, oh, can you believe Tua said that he's a she needs, you know? Uh, he has a hard time seeing. Yeah shocking that a smaller guy has a hard time seeing and the guy is blue jackass. Give me the dolphins plus three and a half. Give me the Seahawks plus nine and a half and Trey Lance and go back to the strip club after the game. Ravino. Next, bring it.
3: SportsGrid.com, betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
4: Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right... Former Tennessee Governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts.
5: You can make money the hard way becoming a bullfighter or save money the easy way with Xfinity Mobile. It beats making money as a human cannonball. Now through March 21st, learn how existing Xfinity customers can get a free line of unlimited intro for a year when they buy one unlimited line. That's hundreds of dollars in savings on your wireless bill. Visit XfinityMobile.com today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Reduced speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage per line. Data thresholds may vary.
0: Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one.
1: Gabriel Moranci, SiriusXM, Channel 159, a mighty or 1090, ESPN radio. Let's do this thing. Let's send it to the city of brotherly love. Rob Vino steps up and in. RobVino, sports.com, wagertalk.com. Rob, it's always a pleasure, my man. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us.
6: Hey, always it's a pleasure here on Friday night. Gabe, big card ahead of us this weekend
1: there is a big card and the pressure is starting to build despite the fact that it's this early in the college football season and you know it wasn't supposed to be this way for Coach Freeman it wasn't supposed to be this way for Coach Fisher to be in the hot seat as early as they are let's start off with the Notre Dame fighting Irish they're uh, 0-2 Freeman's 0-3 and I kind of feel bad for him that the bowl game gets tacked into this right Right. and you know they have to open up against the Ohio State, so it's not as if though um, they've been losing to, to bad teams every week, but nevertheless, the Marshall loss was a disappointing loss. They lose their quarterback as well, so Drew Pine will start for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. It's eleven and a half at Fanduel right now. What's your opinion
6: on this game? Yeah, I kind of like the team that everybody's down on in this game. Kind of like Notre Dame, um, game. You know, interesting. You mentioned the Ohio State contest because I mean, two thirds of the way through the third quarter. Notre Dame was right there with those guys, and nobody expected them to be anywhere near Ohio State. The money piled in on Ohio State all week long, and yet Notre Dame was right there. I don't know if you can excuse the Marshall game away um, just as a, you know, as a letdown for Notre Dame. You, know, you can't excuse it away that easily, but they're, they are a 21-point home favorite game you're supposed to win coming off a a game where you leave it all on the field against Ohio State, the number two ranked team in the country at the time. And you just wonder if Notre Dame's heads were there as players. I mean, I I get that that's the coach's job, but you're right. I feel a little bad for Freeman having it all pinned on him. I don't think he's going to go down this way, though, to tell you the truth. And for Notre Dame, I mean, if you're Marcus Freeman in that locker room, what you're selling is one game at a time, You know, we've got BYU, we've got Clemson, USC on deck. All three at this point in time would look like huge, huge wins. And they could be right back in it by the end of the season. But they do have to go one at a time. It starts here. I don't know that there's any difference between Buckner and Drew Pine, to tell you the truth. If you go back to what they did last year, they both throw 30-some-odd passes. Their quarterback ratings are like 142, 134. You can't really separate them much. The only thing Pine did better was he didn't throw picks. Buckner did. Buckner does bring the running element, but I don't know that it's that much of a downgrade, to tell you the truth. And California could be one of the most easiest teams to defense in all of college football. So Notre Dame, which has brought the defense to the party for the most part, unlike Marshall last week, which had weaponry in the backfield, a physical team, they had a, the ability to throw the football with Henry Columbia, three-year starter between Utah State and Texas Tech. Um, this Cal team just has nothing. In fact, their top Running back Christopher Brooks winds up transferring out of there, and I think he runs for BYU now. I could see Notre Dame holding Cal to 13 or less and getting the offense untracked here. Michael Meyer and company thought the price was cheap, Gabe. So I'm on the team that really nobody is talking that highly of right now, but I would lay the 11 and a half for Notre Dame.
1: Well, it's the best time to buy in. <laughs> And as you mentioned, as you referenced, if you look at Notre Dame guys, yeah, they're 0-2 this year, but it's not that it's not the defense's fault. Very impressive performance against Ohio State. They lose 21-10 in that football game. And last week, 26-21, a little bit deceptive. You had to pick six, you had a lot of short fields. It really wasn't the defense that let the team down uh, last week. And to be honest, I was really having my eye. And, you know, what do you make of that? Is Cal that mediocre? or is UNLV a team to watch on the uptick right
6: now? It looked to me like, I mean, maybe it could be a combination of both, Gabe, but I would say this. You you saw last week that there's a handful of coaches across the country that we could have gone to sleep in 2016 and woke up today, 2022, and Paul Crist, Jimbo Fisher, Justin Wilcox, Would still be running the same prehistoric offenses. So um, I I just don't think Cal's very good. They need uh, the talent at the skill positions is just not there, and they don't try real hard to score points. They don't try to push the ball down the field. They're just looking to run the ball and play defense, kind of like what San Diego State does as well. You could throw them into that mix. Um, I don't think Cal's very good.
1: Rob Vino kicking it with us. I am Gable Morenzi on the Friday Night uh, Freak Show. It's been a very interesting start to this season, to say the least, as we saw tonight with Wyoming and Air Force. It's like, I don't know, it just is what it is. I guess 2022 is going to be the year of the upset, so you can never really write any team off uh, fully. Uh, But let's get into Purdue and Syracuse, a game that's kind of flying under the radar right now. And maybe Syracuse are flying under the radar. An impressive win uh, against uh, the Louisville Cardinal in Week 1. And, you know, I think that surprised a lot of people. And, it you know, it, I, it raised my eyebrows. Well, that was, that was an impressive win. They handled their business last week against uh, UConn, a 48-14 win. But I got to tell you what, the Syracuse quarterback is pretty good. And this offense is clicking for real uh, right now. And you got Purdue uh, rolling in here. And you look at Purdue. I thought they played pretty well against Penn State. You know, you take away the play late here, late there. And, um, and, and, and you know, they, they win that fight football game. They hang up uh, 56 on Indiana State uh, last week. Should this be a track meet? Are you expecting a track meet? And what are your thoughts on the Boilers and the cues?
6: Yeah, I am expecting a track meet, game, And I think the matchup set it up that way. Let me just start with Syracuse real quick and Garrett Schrader, a kid who started at Mississippi State with Mike Leach and then wound up transferring here last year. But you know, with Syracuse, I'm a big fan of certain coordinators across the country. And Robert Anai has to be one of my favorite offensive coordinators. You know, here's a guy, Gabe, that's so well-versed in not just spread offense, but both forms of spread offense, right? He coached a run or he assisted Rich Rodriguez in a run-oriented spread system. And he assisted Mike Leach in the air raid system. So he's adaptable. You saw it at Virginia. He comes from Virginia after Bronco Mendenhall retired. He comes up here to Syracuse. Syracuse thought they had the answer when they hired Sterling Gilbert, who was with Dino Babers prior to Syracuse. They brought him back. They thought he could get the offense fixed. He couldn't. In steps Robert and I, and automatically he molds the talent to where they're best. And right now what you're seeing is an offense where quarterback design runs are involved because Garrett Schrader's a runner. He's passed off for that. Sean Tucker, one of the best backs in the country. And here goes Syracuse's offense. Purdue's defense isn't that good. Lost a lot of good defensive talent last year. Um, So I think they'll be able to move the football into Carrier Dome. That being said, Syracuse is untested against an air-it-out offense like this with Aiden McConnell at quarterback, a kid who really is an extension of Jeff Brom on the field, always finds the open receiver, comes to the line of scrimmage, knows where the ball's supposed to go. And for Syracuse last week, you played a true freshman quarterback for UConn because UConn's number one was knocked out for the season. And prior to that, you played Malik Cunningham in Louisville, who looked absolutely miserable in the first week. Didn't look much better the second week. And then tonight, Cunningham a little bit better, but not quite um, what we expected from him. So I don't know that Syracuse is tested. I think Purdue moves it. I think Syracuse moves it. I thought 60 was too short. So I like over the total.
1: I like over the total here as well. Uh, we're coming up against the break here shortly, but I know you know you're not you're not giving it as a pick, but any opinion on the side of this Purdue and uh, Syracuse game, or is this just a sort of toss up, whoever has the ball last wins type game?
6: Yeah, I kind of like the Purdue side. To tell you the truth, I thought that the game they played against Penn State, they probably should have won. They didn't, that was at home. This is on the road in front of a tough crowd. I could see, you know, folks liking Syracuse here, but I think I like the Purdue side. I think it was just a bit more well-rounded.
1: Rob Vino kicking with us. I am Gabriel Morenci. A lot of interesting totals. Rob loves to bet the overs, as do I. And I like to stay in my lane because when I veer out of my lane, I usually get into an accident. So I'm going to stay in my lane as far as the totals are concerned. And I look forward to Rob's take on a couple of plays that I already put in, including the Kansas Jayhawks, and the Houston Cougars to go over the number. And, yes, I'm part of the public that is buying in that Fresno and the USC Trojans are going to get into the 80s. More Rob Vino on the other side. The late-night anchor for class continues.
3: Bring it. sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
4: can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right in the new podcast you might be right former tennessee governors bill haslam and phil bredesen posed that question to guests like paul ryan al gore and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts.
5: You can make money the hard way becoming a bullfighter, or save money the easy way with Xfinity Mobile. It sure beats making money as a human cannonball. Now through March 21st, learn how existing Xfinity customers can get a free line of unlimited intro for a year when they buy one unlimited line. That's hundreds of dollars in savings on your wireless bill. Visit XfinityMobile.com today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Reduced speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage per line. Data thresholds may vary.
0: Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one.
1: This is Sports Edge. I am Gabriel Maranci. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Countdown to kickoff is on. Football is back, baby. We're talking college football right now with Rob Vino from wagertalk.com, robvinosports.com. But I want to get into some NFL as well. Uh, but, Rob, um, the temperature is um, is starting to rise across the country right now on a lot of coaches and a lot of programs that didn't think they'd be dealing with problems in mid-September, but here we are. And, yeah, you can say, well, Coach Alley just took over this program. But, you know, this this is Baton Rouge. This is the LSU Tigers. Patience will only go so far in a big game against Mississippi State here, who got it done in the desert uh, last week. Interesting to see. It's not often you'll see the LSU Tigers as home underdogs, and let alone to Mississippi State.
6: Yeah, and you know, maybe it's just a five game at this point in time, at least. We'll see what LSU does. I mean, they scrambled in that opener against Florida State. They scored three touchdowns on their last three drives and then had an extra point blocked. Otherwise, we would have seen overtime in that game. So maybe coming around a little bit, you can't t- take too much out of last week's game against the FCS opponent. But I'll say this LSU hasn't found a way to defense Mississippi State since Mike Leach hit the SEC. I mean, remember back. It was Leach's very first game in the SEC when he took over Dan Mullen's kind of, um, you know, uh, power spread offense, turned it into an air raid, had KJ Costello as his quarterback. But lucky for him, Bo Pelini was the defensive coordinator on the other side, and Mississippi State goes out and sets a record in their first ever game in the air raid, 623 yards. In two meetings against this team, they picked up 994 yards passing, and Will Rogers only gets better by the year. This is his third season, running it, heading into last week's game. He was completing like 79% of his passes. They did well against Arizona. Again, I could see Mississippi State moving the football up and down. It's interesting to note, too, Gabe, that with this air raid system, they're winning time of possession. 41 minutes, 11 seconds, 36 minutes, 57 seconds in their first two games. That's a lot of time of possession for MSU. LSU, on the other hand, Big news that they get their top running back, John Emery, back for this game. That helps the over. I think Boutte, who we was kind of missing in week one, right? But then in week two, last week, he comes back and gets five catches. Seems like he's picking it up a little bit. I see the LSU offense moving the ball here as well. So when you look at a number like this, 53, with two teams that have explosive weapons like these two do, it just in modern-day college football looks a little shy to me. I think this game's going over. We'll see plenty of plays, plenty of possessions, because Leach wouldn't have it any other way. And, of course, when you're betting over, you need the possessions. So um, I like over 53, 53 53-and-a-half. Obviously, you want to get the best number.
1: I'll ride. Uh, I'll ride or die with you on that one as well. What's your take on the Kansas Houston uh, game? Should Houston be on upset alert? Can Kansas keep doing this and go back to back after they went into West Virginia and won in the fashion they did last week? And I like the total, Rob. I've already got my play in, and you know it's sort of hovering. It's fifty eight and a half right now. I got in at fifty. Um, I got in at fifty eight. So I didn't get the best number of the week,
6: but I did get in at fifty eight. What's your take on that one? Well, it's a tough situation for Houston, right? They play two in-state schools back-to-back. They go triple overtime and double overtime and now go play Kansas, another non-conference game. Um, that's difficult to see if Holderson's team, as far as winning the game is concerned or covering the points, but is concerned it's a good situational play for Kansas, which is fired up. Personally, I hope they get the win. I have over two-and-a-half season wins for it. <laughs> <Get one here. laughs> we hit that one pretty soon. Um, But Houston's still going to score, right? Kansas showed us last week against West Virginia that they don't play much defense. They're all about offense right now. The offense is clicking. They've done a great job reversing that program that quickly, right? Um, The staff from Buffalo came in. They had a lot of uh, turnover in personnel. But it's looking good right now. I think Kansas, as a dog here, has to be a live look. Just because Houston's in the situation, it's in, like I say, back-to-backs against in-state teams, triple and double overtime. And I'm with you. I think you have to, at least at this point in time, you have to expect points because we know what to expect out of both of these offenses. Um, So unless, you know, something drastic happens, I thought the number was kind of low. I would look over. I would look Kansas.
1: Rob Vino kicking with us. I am Gabriel Maranci. Rob, San Diego State Aztecs head into the mountains to take on uh, the Utah Utes uh, here. It's basically three touchdowns. You know, it's hard to, uh, I don't really know what to make of this uh, SDSU team. So they got punched in the mouth in in a Snapdragon Stadium opener. They win 38-7 last week against uh, Idaho State. And now you got the Utah Utes, similar situation, right? They had they lost that big game to start the season. They got back on track uh, against Southern Utah. What's what's your take on this uh, game? Is it too many points uh, in your
6: opinion? In most instances, with San Diego State and the nature, the philosophy that they use, you would say yes, right? They're all about defense. They're all about clock control, and you wouldn't think there's enough possessions in a game for Utah to win by more than 21, and kind of after seeing the way Wyoming sort of stumbled through game one, had a good game against an FCS in game two, and then took care of an Air Force team that was 16-and-a-half point favorite. You wonder, the difference here is San Diego State has to go on the road and Utah will be sitting there with revenge from a triple overtime game last year. And remember in that game, Charlie Brewer was actually the starting quarterback at the time for Utah. Cam Rising came in, led the fourth quarter charge. They rallied from 24-10, tied the game, losing overtime. There's no doubt Utah's clearly the better team here. The question, of course, the point spread, the great equalizer, and they win by more than 21. What I look at here, Gabe, is the fact that, first of all, I don't like Braxton Burmeister. He's been at Virginia Tech. Now he's here. He's not really that good of a throwing quarterback, and, I think the 85 yards per game that San Diego State averages through the air could be troublesome here against Utah because if you can't throw it, Utah is going to be pretty good at the line of scrimmage to close you down. So how many points can you expect out of San Diego State in this game? That's the big question here that you got to answer before you pick a side. I'd probably lean Utah because I think they're explosive enough um, they probably should have beat Florida. They had 302 yards in, on four second-half drives against the Florida Gators, got stoned at the one, and then got, a, got picked in the end zone at the end of the game. Otherwise, they would have won that one. I'm not high on the game either way, just because San Diego State plays the way that they do, and I'm a little bit scared after watching um, Wyoming's resurgence here in Week 3, but I think I would lean Utah still.
1: Rob, let's get into uh, some National League uh, football action. The Detroit Lions are favored for the first time in two years. I mean, yeah, exactly. They're so they're a great covering team. They've covered twelve of their last uh, eighteen football games. Eleven last year, eleven and six, and then they covered week one against the Philadelphia Eagles. But it's hard, it's hard to want to pull the trigger on them when they need to win uh, the football game. Although this is a game that I also think there's going to be points in. I like the over uh, of this uh, of this game, and you know you've got some interesting matchups uh, this week in which sort of as we were talking about the same theme of college in which the hot seat is is really going to heat up if teams don't get in the win
6: column. What are your thoughts on week two of the National Football League and what catches your eye? Well, certainly the overreactions to a bunch of these teams and good teams um, are what you look out for in week two, right? San Francisco loses to the Bears. Green Bay loses. Dallas, I mean, look at the reaction in the Dallas game. Eight-point move because of the quarterback situation. And it's not like Cooper Rush hasn't been asked to do what he's asked to do this week before. I mean, he has been asked to do this before. The coaching staff is fine with him. The personnel is fine with him. I'll say this, Gabe, about the Dallas situation first. In the NFL and college football, I don't know how you feel about this, but for years I've kind of had the philosophy that home games are such a premium that if you blow one, and you come right back the next week and play at home again, generally that's where my eye goes first. And especially if you were a home favorite the week before and you got beat. Now Dallas was a two and a half point dog. I get it to Tampa Bay, but that game was fairly even. And a lot of people thought Dallas could win that contest. They didn't. You have to win these home games. So I think they'll be they'll put up a real good effort here. I don't agree with eight points worth of movement against Cincinnati. And if we look beyond Prescott for a minute in his absence, Joe Burrow got hit a bunch last week by Pittsburgh, and especially T.J. Watt, who left the game with an injury. But now he's going to have to face Micah Parsons in that pass rush. Dallas on defense alone might be able to stick within seven points at home. So I think maybe there's an overreaction there. San Francisco's a tough deal because we don't know the situation with the injury to Kittle yet, but San Francisco might get back on track. And with Green Bay, the same thing. Two tackles still in doubt. Alan Lazard, a much-needed receiver for Aaron Rodgers, still in doubt. Um, Until I know a lot about the injury report, it's tough to pull the trigger on Green Bay as well
1: one thing i'll note about green bay last year they opened up the season uh, and they got blasted by the new orleans saints i know different roster they got but they got blasted by the saints and they went home and they beat the lions so I wonder if history will repeat itself now going home. And that was a primetime game, too. I think it was a Monday nighter. I wonder if history repeats itself and they go back home and they beat uh, the Chicago Bears. Time always flies when Rob Vino kicks it uh, with us. If you need more wine, follow him. RobVinoSports.com. Uh, 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 WagerTalk.com. Uh, Rob Vino on uh, Twitter. Rob, it's always a pleasure, my man. Enjoy the games. Best of luck this week, and May the winners be yours. Hey, Gabe, thanks for having me. Have a good weekend, buddy. I'll talk to you
6: next Friday.
3: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering: real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
4: Is America's primary system working?
1: Let's roll. We're five minutes from the bounce. Say what? We're five minutes from the bounce. That's right. AFL football, which uh, we've actually, we cover on a weekly basis with our boy Mick Aussie. Uh I got to be honest with you. I haven't been as dialed in as I have been in past years this year, but I'm fired up. Uh, the Geelong Cats are uh, awaiting already. They're into the final. And now we've got Collingwood uh, taking on the Sydney Swans. Now, you know, betting on AFL is interesting. It's an interesting dynamic. Um, you've, you know, it's it, as far as the point spreads are concerned, it's very similar to, to NFL football. There's point spreads. So an example is Sydney are 16.5-point uh, favorites. They're 16.5-point favorites over Collingwood. The money line is minus 250. Yet, it, what's interesting, you can bet winning margin in the NFL as well. But like, so winning margin... Uh, 1 to 39 so it's a pretty big window that you have one point to 39 points and it's minus 105 for sydney so you're like wow one to 40 and you know they could win by 50 or 60 but they probably don't right i don't know i think they're going to win around what the point spread is so basically look the point spread is 16 and a half and you get a bet in the the winning margin is Sydney, one to thirty-nine points. So they win in between one and thirty-nine points, you win your bet at minus one oh five. Um, that's how we're approaching this semifinal matchup right now for the grand finale, which is like their Super Bowl. And it should be on television. If you know you're a sports better, you're tuning, you're, you're listening to us right now, most likely, you know, you're a sports better and you've got access to this stuff, but I'm watching it right now. And it's a big deal. It's a beautiful stadium. Like, they, they've got, like, modern, obviously, it's Australia, right? So they've got really nice stadiums in Australia, but this stadium is, like, really cool. It's, like, old-school style. <laughs> it like, looks like, like Churchill Downs, but it's like, it's, like, part new, part old. Like, it really, really, this is the, uh, what do they call this, the MGG? or yeah, something like that. I think that's where it is. Beautiful, like, beautiful shot. We're watching it live right now. So, yeah, Sydney and Collingwood. What's the total of this game? 162 and a half. Uh, all right, 162 and a half. Let's just check in uh, here right now. So we played the 1 to 39, and I want to pull the trigger. I'm going to pull the trigger on, uh, I'm going to put. I already played Sydney 1-39. to 39. I feel like getting reckless. I didn't have a great night tonight. I went pretty big on Louisville, and they lost in the last couple of minutes. It was frustrating. I like to get it back because that's what professionals do. They chase in the middle of the night on Australian championship games. <laughs> Playing the Australian National Anthem now. Should we be talking? Who the hell is this guy? Hugh Sheridan. Some dude's out here right now about to Sydney the anthem and stuff. So listen, when Sydney beat Melbourne and Melbourne were the were the best team in the league, the Demons were the best team in the league this year. Sydney beat them 91-69, so that would be an under. Sydney generally played unders. I would I would expect, you know, if you look at their scores, 88-74, 91-69, 77-50. Right? Like they they've tightened up here in the playoffs. These games are tougher. So normally I like to bet the over in this AFL stuff, but if anything, I would bet the under, and I'm tempted to do it, but I always lose when I bet on unders, and I always say I'm never betting on an under again. Um, all right, let's put, let's put a parlay together here, though. So I already got them 1-39, to just in case somehow they smoke them, which I don't really think they will, but they beat Melbourne 91-69. are were the best team. Since winning by 40 points is a lot, man. Right, like winning by forty points is a lot. Are they really just going to smoke them by this much? I don't think so. But I like that. You know, I guess I almost want to do. I almost want to put the one to thirty nine in a parlay instead of the minus two fifty on the money line. But let's get a head start on some college football here. So we got the one to thirty nine. I put one hundred and fifty on it. Now let's let's get some college football and uh, let's put a parlay together here. Right, early games just for sooner Lisa and Erica. Um, let's go with uh, Oklahoma on the money line so already we're down to one uh, what is this my screen is cracked I can never tell if it's a 3 or a 9 I gotta deal with this cracked screen thing this weekend One uh, 134 I don't care about my phone too much but betting is a problem <laughs> I'm having a hard time reading the numbers alright Oklahoma's gonna win so we're down to 134 but let's, let's get this going here let's add something else Notre Dame versus Cal. They're going to win that game. All right. Suddenly we're into plus one thirteen range. It's not bad actually. But let's let's just tag one more in here. All right, Houston and Kansas. Eh, that's kind of a sweat job. That's going to be a track meet sweat job. There's no real other, like, slam dunk, like, yeah, I want to put this in the parlay. Like, who's not losing for sure? The USC. Even that game's going to be, that's going to be a trickier game than people think, but they're going to win. All right, so, Sydney Swans, Oklahoma Sooners, Notre Dame Fighting Irish, and the USC Trojans. It's the Blue Blood Special. 14 team bang. Sydney Swans, Oklahoma Sooners, Notre Dame Fighting Irish, USC Trojans, plus 161. It's not bad. What does 150 pay on this? I really, the the screen is cracked in the exact spot where I really shouldn't be. (laughs) (laughs) All right, $150 gets back $392.12 on that parlay. So Sydney wins tonight. We get a head start. We'll have Oklahoma, Notre Dame, USC, Moneyline Parlay tomorrow for $392 plus $161. That's what it is. It's plus one sixty one, and it's in, and we're ready for the bounce, baby. And we can we can track the in game here. We'll keep you up to date. Maybe we'll have an in game total for you. So there's there's just a uh, there's just a little little money line parlay to get the day going uh, for tomorrow. But let's just get back to the NFL because we've been pretty college heavy, and I'll blast through my college picks before we're done here. All right, I'm going to go game by game here. Washington, Commanders, Detroit Lions. I just can't trust the Detroit Lions as a favorite. They haven't been a favorite in two years, okay? Um, did they win the game? Maybe. I like the over in this football game. I bet that. I'm going to be betting this more. Washington, Detroit to go over 48. It's 48 and a half now. And I will put the Detroit Lions in a recreational teaser just to get a piece of the game because it will be a close game. Whoever has the ball last wins this game. I'm telling you right now. Washington are either going to kick a 54-yard field goal or something and break Detroit's hearts, or Detroit will finally win a game victoriously you know, by three or something. It'll be a close game either way. So I'm not going to mess with it. We can't bet on everything. I already have a million bets as it is. But give me the over in this football game. New York Jets and the Cleveland Browns, I don't care about this game. Pass. New Orleans Saints and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. were right into history here. I also think that Tampa sort of had a scrimmage last week. This is going to be tougher for them uh, than it was playing against Dallas. New Orleans offense is going to start to click more. You know, Michael Thomas really came alive in the second half. Jarvis Landry had a nice debut. Chris Olave only played one game. They've got something going on here. And Tampa are a very beat-up football team. They're kind of, You know, Tampa are sort of just a work in progress right now. We got, uh, what, what is that? We got some points here? we got some we got some points on the board early uh uh, one point (laughs) we've got one one point i was like oh is that is that an early goal is that an early goal is it yeah one nothing all right so it's irrelevant okay so um yeah i'm not going to be distracted by this i'm gonna look away my bad all right so to, to clarify we're taking the Detroit Lions and the Washington Commanders over the number. Put the Lions in teasers if you want. We're passing on the Jets and the Browns. I like the New Orleans Saints getting the two and a half points, seven and one ATS, last eight against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. New York football Giants and the Panthers is very similar to the Lions and the Commanders, right? Except I think the Giants are better than the Lions, and and the fact um, the fact of the matter is, uh, the fact of the matter is, Saquon Barkley was really dialed in. You know, really, you know, if, if if you got, all right, yeah, seven nothing. Now there we go. We got now we got our first goal. Seven nothing for the Sydney Swans. We're off and running, guys. See, we gave it to you, and it's already minus four hundred right now on the money line. There we go. Quick goal. So, uh, it's, 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 it's a single, and then boom. So seven nothing right now for Sydney. Now I really will ignore this. Okay, uh, Detroit Lions, Washington over the number. New Orleans Saints, plus the two and a half, but honestly, we're going to buy a half a point and make it a nice plus three. Carolina uh, Panthers and the New York Giants. Give me the New York Giants on the money line. They're going to find a way. Barkley, Daniel Jones, um, you know, uh, Kadarius Tony. They've got something going on here uh, at, uh, at Life, and I think they keep it rolling. Very close football game, similar to the Detroit game. Safer to put the Giants in teasers, but I think, the Gi- I think Big Blue find a way to win this game. Minus 126 on the money line. New England Patriots and the Pittsburgh Steelers is a game that I sort of, you know, I know it's a toss-up, but at the same point in time, I don't understand why the Patriots are favorites here. Like, with this, oh, well, you know, Watt is out. So what? The Patriots blow. Right? Is everyone going to say this every week? Where, oh, the Patriots are going to win, and then after, while, well, Joe Judge and Matt Patricia and Mac Jones, oh, you know, they, you know. Well, yeah, we know this. We're going to say this before the game. Give me the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going to put the Steelers in teasers, though, up to plus nine and a half. Right? You get the Steelers at plus nine and a half. That's nice right there. Here's a nice teaser. Seven-point teaser. Pittsburgh Steelers plus nine and a half. Jacksonville Jaguars plus ten and a half. But you don't even need a teaser for the Jaguars and the Colts. The Jags, man, they're 12-3-1 in their last 16 games against uh, the Indianapolis Colts. The Jaguars kept the Colts out of the playoffs last year by beating them in the last game of the year. The... Indianapolis Colts have not won in Jacksonville since 2014. I could go on, but I made my point. Give me the Jacksonville Jaguars plus the three and a half. Trevor Lawrence is starting to get better and better and better. He's starting to look the part of a number one pick. Uh, now that he's got a real coach, who would have thunk it, right? Now he's been around Doug Peterson. They lost that game last week, but they were in it. It wasn't an easy spot to open up on the road. It's not like Jacksonville have any big-time home field advantage or anything like that, but the weather is their friend here, right? The weather is their friend. Matt Ryan isn't young. Last week they were in Houston, Texas. Humid as hell. they got to come back in the game. Um, They they come back and tie it. They really should have lost the game. The Colts just shouldn't be road favorites. Like they've got issues. Like it's a battle for them to win football games. They always start off the season slow. The Colts. And you think back every year they're one and four, two and three, and it's always a panic. And oh, they got to win a bunch of games. The same thing all the time. Give me the Jacksonville Jaguars plus the three and a half. Give me the Miami Dolphins plus three and a half. This one, I don't like messing with Baltimore because I respect them, but I think they're very evenly matched teams. And you know, quite frankly, Miami have more talent. Now, to me, the question in this football game is really going to be, and it's not Tua that everyone always talks about. It's not Tua. The question is gonna be McDaniel. This is McDaniel, you know, McDaniel and the game plan, and okay, let's see, you you beat Belichick last week, but I think McDaniel's the real deal. I told you guys he's my coach of the year at twenty to one coming into the year. And they handed it to the Patriots last week. I think McDaniel will have a game plan that can keep uh, the the Dolphins in this game. This is going to be a close football game. Uh, To me, this is whoever has the ball last wins type of deal, and I'm getting points, so give me the fish. Give me the fish. Uh, Falcons get 9.5 against the Rams. Here's a classic teaser here. Um, You know, you take the Rams, you get them down to 2.5. I know our boy Matthias is going to the game, and he's... Do you really believe? I know you're optimistic about everything, Matthias. What's your final score prediction for this game? You taking the birds plus the points? I'm thinking it's going to be 24 to 34 Rams win. You should have said 34 24, then you went backwards. <laughs> 34 24 Rams win. He yeah, so went, went backwards. And a half. Uh, well, it's 9.5 at FanDuel right now. It's just come down. It actually got as high as uh, it got as high as 11 and a half. Actually, it, it is down to nine. Oh my God, we got to fight! Like even though these guys kill each other for real, real, <laughs> they don't fight. Like you know what I mean? Like it got close to a real fight. They let it go. Wow, man, buddy, like they they nearly buddy nearly just threw a guy into the stands. This this game is on.
3: <laughs> Let's dance.
4: A new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Available wherever you get your podcasts.
5: You can make money the hard way becoming a bullfighter, or save money the easy way with Xfinity Mobile. It sure beats making money as a human cannonball. Now through March 21st, learn how existing Xfinity customers can get a free line of unlimited intro for a year when they buy one unlimited line. That's hundreds of dollars in savings on your wireless bill. Visit XfinityMobile.com today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Reduce speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage per line. Data thresholds may vary.
0: Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses.
5: Call me picky, but
0: I just can't find the one.
2: All right,
1: it's thirteen nothing right now. Thirteen nothing. The Miss DC—they even miss extra points in Australia as well. And now it's twenty nothing. They just scored again. See, it's a good thing we put this parlay in. I'm now worried about the one to thirty-nine thing. They're murdering them. Come on, Magpies, Collingwood. Thank God we put the parlay in. See, we put one fifty on the one to thirty-nine. I was like, All right, I'm gonna put a parlay in just in case they smash them. uh I mean, here we go. Yeah, they're getting smashed. Like this is. Like I said, this is like a conference championship game. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, this is like their Super Bowl. Like, there's like 90,000 people. There's betting on it. There's, you know what I mean? It's the whole nine yards here. And it's like, dude, they played like, and they played six minutes, and it's 19 nothing already. What's the new end game right now? The new endgame, they're minus 37 and a half. And remember, we got to win from one to thirty-nine. They're thirty said they opened, they closed. So money line, they closed at two fifty. We got that in on the parlay. They're minus eight thirty right now on the money line. Oh God. Okay, um, here I tell you what, I can go over this and that, but don't forget, me and Scotty Farrell are going to be on at one o'clock, uh, breaking down all the NFL games from one to four. And don't forget. To join us at 1 o'clock Eastern, here's our top five in the Super Contest. We're taking the Seattle Seahawks plus the points. The Packers minus the points. Jaguars plus the points. Saints plus the points. Miami Dolphins plus the points. Other than that, you're on your own. Later.
4: a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Available wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses.
4: Call me picky, but
0: I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really.
2: Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better.
0: Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to easy eye care.
5: Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details.